You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, Everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil's talking, Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening, family. Thank you for joining us once again. Wow, you know what time it is? Friday, 4 p.m., and it's school, financial literacy. Yes, I am here live in the studio to share some wisdom and insights with you. So we are at WCNO. You know that is it. We are at the Good News Station. In beautiful Palm City, Florida. <laughs> but you know, most of Florida, we can't brag about any sun. <laughs> it's been raining in most of Florida. So likewise in Palm City, you know, I drove up from West Palm Beach to Palm City and it was raining the entire way, you know, different levels of rain but it's raining there's no sun i i have not have not seen the sun all day today so the only sunshine we can send you from palm city is the sunshine from our heart okay so <laughs> so thank you for joining us we're in the studio the phone lines 772-221-1100 772-221-1100 if you have a question concerns anything in the financial literacy area you can give us a call so what are we gonna talk about today the past few weeks we've been focusing on retirement and and mainly social security and medicare you know we have spoken about estate planning we have talked about caregiving but today we're gonna put a different flavor I want to remind you and I want to thank all of you who attended the Social Security workshop last Saturday. I think it was very good. So, and remember to get the um, the recording, to get the recording of what you miss, you can go to financialeducational.com, financialeducational.com. So you can click on there and you can RSVP and a recording of last week's program will be presented to you. So that was last week, Saturday at 10 a.m. We had it. And I just want to thank, I just want to thank again, those of you who joined us. And the next workshop that we're planning, October 31st, you can save that date at Saturday, October 31st. At 10 a.m., we'll be talking about Medicare. We'll be talking about Medicare. As you know, today's October 2nd. Medicare open enrollment starts October 15th. So we'll be still sharing some insights on that. 
But in the workshop on the 31st, we'll get into great detail because you have an opportunity between October 15th and December 7th to make changes if you desire. You know, we always encourage you to get a Medicare checkup. And this is a good time that you can get a checkup. You know, just like anything, you get your annual checkup in different stuff. We want you to also get your um, checkup. And this is your annual checkup for Medicare, October 15th through December 7th. And remember that if you choose a plan during that period of time, you can always change the plan before December 7th because sometimes you may choose a plan and not realizing that you can choose another one. So don't feel like you're locked in. The only time the lockout date is December 7th. And even after then, you will have an opportunity again between January 1st and February 28 to change so so you have options and we'll talk more about that so make sure um that you save the date october 31st for the medicare workshop so we want to give thanks because we never <clears throat> ever want to take it for granted that we are gonna be here every friday at 4 p.m so I always want to start with a word of prayer where we're giving thanks, you know, because we have been kept through another week from last week. Those of us who have been kept, I know some, some have gone home to be with the Lord since last week. But we who are here and we were here last week, it, the fact that we have been kept, it just shows that our assignment, our assignment is not yet finished. Yes, we are all on assignment. We have different assignments. But while we are here, we are visitors on assignment. And if the Lord has not called us home, then our assignment has not been completed. All right? So it's so interesting. I said assignment has not been completed and I'm going to be talking to you about retirement. All right. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, almighty God and father, we just thank you for yet another day, yet another day you have shared with us, Lord, not because of anything that we have done, but because of your love, your mercy, father, your mercy that renews Every single day, we thank you for yet another day, Lord, that we can be here in each other's company, imparting knowledge and wisdom. Father, we continue to lift up our country. Oh, Father God, as we go through challenges in our country, we just ask a covering. We just ask for your covering, oh, Father. And Father God, we lift up the White House. Father God, as the news that's coming out, you know, we lift up the president. We lift up his family, Father God. That, Father God, you, we pray a speedy recovery for him, Father because as the leader of our country and the free world, Father God, we just want you to keep him. We just want you to keep him safe. And Father God, we pray a speedy recovery. Father God, so we just thank you. And for the country, Father God, we want to pray for those families who have lost loved ones, Lord. We just want you to 
to meet with those family in this time of need, Father God. Strengthen them. Keep them encouraged, Father God. And we pray that the ones that have been lost, Father God, that they are with you and that they are not somewhere else, Father. And, you know, for those of us who are here, that we can still continue to give thanks and be compassionate for those that we have lost, oh, Father. So we thank you for this station, Father God. You know, the good news station, you have given us a mission. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity to serve and to live out our mission each day. Father, we lift up the SHARE program that starts on Monday. Because Father God, this station, you have given us the opportunity that we can serve the community by allowing members of the community to support the station. So for the next two weeks, starting on Monday, we'll be going through the SHARE program, Father God. And Father, you, you know, we have scheduled it for two weeks and we have a goal. But Lord, we know, we know you can shorten the time. So if it's your desire for us, Father, you can shorten the time. You know, you can make that two weeks into one week if you want. But Father, we are going to submit to your will, Father God. So we just want to cover already the listeners and the givers that will be giving, Father God, that we'll just bless them a hundredfold. And Father, for those who don't have to give, of what to give, Father, we also bless them, Father. So we just thank you for this day. We submit this program to you. We submit this station. We submit all the staff, the members of this community and this station. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So now that we have invoked the Holy Spirit, we know he's with us, but He's but here we know he's with us. So that's a double portion. So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Give us a call, questions, comments. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about retirement. Yep retirement Re retirement as is one of those word that you may have a general meaning a general meeting where retirement is where you quit from doing your vocation or what you used to do but it's such it's such a wide meaning though that retirement is different for each person. Each retirement is different for each person. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about it from a general nature in the sense that we can't be specific because, as I said, for each person, it's as their, their retirement can be customized to their needs, their goals, their wants. But we're just going to lay a framework of what general retirement is like okay so and remember we are here and remember we have the website also financialeducational.com so if there's something specific that you would like our help with you can always go there and in the contact us box there you can just put there and then we can reach out with reach out to you and help you with your specific situation. But we're going to be talking from a general concept. 
So the topic we're going to use is how tax planning changes through four stages of retirement. And it's so interesting that I told you that we're going to talk about retirement. And the first thing you heard me say, how tax planning changes. Why? Tax. Tax is the number one impediment in your retirement. Yeah. Tax is the number one. There are others which we're going to talk about, but tax. Tax is the number one impediment. And you may ask why. Why Why are taxes the number one impediment? Part of it is how, 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 how we save. You know, like for instance, people often pay more in taxes. People often pay more in taxes than expected because the system, the system is confusing. The system is confusing and, and you, we got to call it what it is because the system treats various income types differently and truthful, it contains hidden taxes and penalties. Many people don't get aware of the taxes and the penalties until they retire until they retire and here's the challenge with that if you already retire and then that is when you're hearing about the taxes and the penalties you know yes you could go and you could cry and say this is unfair or that is unfair you, you, you know that's so that's not what we're gonna subscribe today we're not gonna talk about what's fair or what's unfair Taxes is a tax law. There's a law there that if we know the law, and you can even change it, because if the if if the word if the word law frustrates you or infuriates you, let's change the word then and says the rules. Just say the rules then. The tax retirement rules. There are rules that we need to be aware of. Yes, we need to be aware of them because, as you know, anything in life, whether it's a game, whether it's a class, there are rules and it's necessary for us to know the rules. You know, and, and I know sometimes we may argue about certain rules or certain challenges, but, but we're not going to go there. We, we, we're not talking about what's fair what's not we're just talking about the rules it's like the traffic light it's like the traffic light we talked about it before sometimes we may not like that we may have a particular light and that light takes a minute another light takes 30 seconds or 90 seconds there comes a point in time where we have to trust we have to trust in believing that that whoever designed it, whatever area it is, we're in Palm City, whether it's in Palm City, Stewart, West Palm Beach, we have to believe because there's a governing body that structure the light system in the sense. And here's the truth. For most of the time, it works. But sometimes there is a malfunction. And the malfunction is an exception to the general rule, right? 
the malfunction is an exception to the general rule. So what we're going to focus is on the general rule. There got to be malfunctions. There going to be things that don't go as how they should. But those are exceptions to the rule, right? Okay. Remember, we are in the studio. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. So let's talk about retirement. Retirement in itself, in the financial world, if you want to use it, say, in the financial world, retirement has four stages. Yeah, four stages. And keep in mind, this is a general rule. There are rules outside of the general rule. There, there may be a personal rule for you. There may be a personal rule for your family. But we're talking about the generality where we the general rule. So what, what, what are they? What are they? Pre-retirement. Pre-retirement. We want to call pre-retirement, that's the age 50 to 60. 50 to 60. And remember, they're exception, right? It's just general. So pre-retirement is 50 to 60. Then what we describe that is work and save. You're continuing working and you're saving. But at this point in time, 50 to 60 now, if your savings were behind, then you need to step up. You need to step up and increase your saving because you, the number now, you don't have much time before retirement comes. So 50 to 60, work and save years. 60 to 70 is what we call early retirement. 60 to 70. Or another term that uses go-go. That's the go-go years. Because So why is it go-go years? Because here's the thing. In early retirement, right? Here it is. Someone may be working for 30, 40 years, right? So picture this. They're working 30, 40 years and they get to 60, 70. In their mind, in their mind, in their mind, what they want to do now is, wow, I am getting a break from work. I am going to live it up. I am going to live it up. I'm going to live it up. So that's why I say go, go years. But here's then reality. Reality strikes a lot of time because here's the truth of the matter. In your early retirement years, there are a few factors we have to consider. It's not that we want to say, well, oh, this is, ju we're just going to go, 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 go. This is just exciting. We're going to go, oh, we're going to go traveling. Yeah. We're going to travel around the country. Yeah, well, COVID, um, the pandemic kind of slowed that down. But say we're talking outside of the pandemic. So we say we're going to travel around the country. We're going to travel around the world. But here's the reality on that. Just saying that and wishing that don't make it happen. Because what is necessary for us to travel, whether it's in the U.S. or around the world, what is necessary? Finance. Finance. We can't travel without finance. So if we did not plan 
accordingly or plan properly. What can happen is the funds that we thought we had, we don't have it anymore. Why? Why? I'm going to use an example. I'm going to use, I'm going to go back to that example where that person was working 30, 40 years and they were saving. So say they were saving in a retirement plan, whether it's a 401k, it's an IRA, or it's pension on the job. All of these have a terminology for the tax code. It's called qualified plans. And someone hears the word qualified. This is a case where qualified, because normally qualified is a positive word. When someone says you're qualified, that's a positive word. That, that, that is a positive, that is encouraging. But isn't it interesting that the IRS used that same word which personally and tax-wise is not positive. Why do they call it qualified plans? So take 401k. 401k, most of you are familiar with that. 401k IRA, which is 408, just in case you never know. Then you have 457. Remember, all of these are tax codes. I 401. 401k is a section of the tax code. 408 is IRA. It's a section of the tax code. Then you have 408A, which is a section of the tax code because that's Roth IRA. Then you have 457. You have 457B. All of these are called qualified plans. And here I am saying to you, qualified normally means good, but in this case, qualified i don't think qualified means good to the individual it may mean good to the to the government and maybe that's why they call it qualified did you guys stop to think what qualified means in this case qualified for retirement plans is not the same definition as the definition for the general word qualified the general word qualified is that you have reached a status. You're eligible for this. You're qualified. You're qualified to get this. You're qualified. Qualify usually means something positive. You know, you qualify for this medal. You qualify for this benefit. You qualify whether it's a beauty pageant, you qualify in the top 10, an athlete, you qualify. So, so in those sense, the word qualify means something positive. But in terms of retirement plan, if you hear something that says, and I'm going slow on this because I want you to get it because there's a lot of confusion about it. So that's why it sounds like I am repeating, but I am repeating so it, you get it. So qualified plans, what does it mean? 
The qualified mean that this plan is qualified to be taxed. You did not know that's what it meant? Okay, so here's a little shocker. Here's a retirement surprise. So someone, let's use, let's use, let's, let's use, uh, let's use a school district. Let's use school district. Because most people who works in a school district, whether it's Martin County School District, Palm Beach School District, St. Lucie, whatever school district is, Every school district in Florida, let's use Florida as an example, even though we are broadcasting worldwide. But since we're in Palm City, Florida, let's use Florida as an example here. School district in Florida fall under a retirement plan called the Florida Retirement System. It's shortening is FRS. So when you hear the term FRS, it's Florida Retirement System. All right. The Florida Retirement System is good. So let me put that general caveat over there. It's good. But you have to know the rules. I'm coming back to the rules. We're in the studio. 772-221-1100. All right. So let's go back to that person. Say they work. All right. Let's use, because we say they're in early retirement. Go, go year, 60 to 70. So say this person started at a school teacher. School teacher, right? And worked in the system for 35 years. They had one job. So they work as a school teacher. It could be any part of the government. But we are using school district in this case. You know, it could be fire. It could be a um, police officer. But let's use a school district. And this person worked 35 years in the system. And what happened? They accumulate benefits, right? They accumulate benefits. So the benefit total that they accumulated is a million dollars, right? It's a million dollars. So they go to a financial planner and the financial planner says, well, a million dollar will take you through your retirement, right? Say that. Just, just, just follow me there. And they tell the financial planner they have a million dollars. So here's the thing is this financial planner is going to plan for a million dollars. But when they make the appointment and they go and it's the Florida retirement system. Because here's what happened. So this person was not deceiving the financial planner because they get a statement. They get a statement, right? In the Florida retirement system, you get a statement that you have a million dollars. Yeah, you get it. That this is your bucket of money. You have a million dollars. But guess what's not clear on the statement? It says, yes, qualified plan, retirement plan. What's not clear is that that million dollar has not yet been taxed. Yeah. It has not yet been taxed. So if this person is in a 22%, right? Let's say they are in a 22%, 24% tax bracket, whatever it is. 
So let's use 24. Out of that million dollars, 240,000 does not belong to the person. That belongs to the IRS. So if this financial planner had done numbers for a million dollars, guess what? There's going to be a shortfall because the person doesn't have a million dollars. Yes, the account has a million dollars. And this is the part I want to clear up. Just because the account has a million dollars, it doesn't mean that you have a million dollars. Because that million dollars is pre-tax. The tax has to come out of it. I cannot tell you how many people I do their taxes for when they just start, when they just start the go-go years. And they are seeing the taxes come out of their retirement because they may have chosen um, to take the pension. Because in the retirement, there are two structures. There are two main structures. You can take a retirement benefit where you say you're going to take the pension. So say of that person with a million dollars in their bucket, that person has two options, mainly two options, right? They can say to the Florida retirement system, okay, give me the pension package. So that pension package may say, well, all right, they're going to get 60000 per year. Just play with me with that number. Let's just use that number. They're going to get 60000 per year, and they choose the pension, which is good in a sense until you know all the rules. So say they chose the pension, and they said, all right, you're going to get 60000 per year. If you do the math, right? So this person is now 60 years old, and they're going to get a pension of 60000 Remember, their bucket is a million. So let's say that 60-year-old lives till 100 years old. Yeah, live till 100. So that means they'll be getting a pension, right, for 40 years. And if they're getting 60000 per year, for 40 years, then they're getting 2.4 million. Did you guys do that math? 60,000 times 40 is 2.4 million. So if you stop and you think about it, wow, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I have a million dollars and they just told me that I'm going to get 60,000 per year for 40 years. So I'm going to get 2.4 million. And when you compare 1 million to 2.4 million, that sounds exciting. Of course it sounds exciting. Because guess what they didn't remind you of? That money, when they tell you you're going to get 60000 that money does not mean the tax. That, that is pre-tax. That 60000 has to go on your tax return. Yeah. And guess what? So if that 60000 is going on your tax return and then you're eligible for $2,000 a month in Social Security. So you now have 24000 for Social Security and you have 60000 in pension. 
Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. And this is why I want to bring this attention to you. That 60000 will be taxed. So if you're in the 22% tax bracket, you're talking about 60000 times 22%. And then part of your $24,000 in Social Security is going to be taxed. So here's two tax you're paying that you didn't even realize or remember. So you are getting 60000 plus 24000 Your total income is 84000 But you did not remember anything about the tax. So now you're paying 22% tax on that 84000 Do you see where a problem can happen because you're thinking you have 84,000 but when you take 22% of that when you take 22% of that you are paying almost $20,000 in taxes you didn't realize that you're paying $20,000 in taxes so now your $84,000 right is now 64,000 but when you retired, say you choose to retire in that December, you start your retirement in January, you're saying this is go-go years. Guess what happened now? You have taken three cruises, where we're talking about pre-COVID, and then post-COVID, we're believing that that's got to be rectified, that we're going to start cruising again. So you have taken three trips. Three trips you have taken that you spent $20,000. But here's what happened now. So then you go now and you file your tax return. And then your tax bill is 20000 Guess what you just did? That, those trips that you took, those were your tax money? So guess, so, so here's the problem now. So now you need to find $20,000 for your taxes because you did not plan accordingly. You did not know that you're going to have $20,000 in taxes. You just spent $20,000 in travel that you can't deduct. You can't deduct it. So guess what happens the next year? Now, you are now trying to find this extra $20,000 to pay the tax bill. So you didn't have that 20000 because you chose the pension. Your pension is coming in. You're getting $5,000 a month. You're getting $5,000 a month because you chose the pension at 60000 a year. So you're getting $5,000 a month. When you're faced with a tax bill of 20000 you get 5000 You have to take your living expenses out. So, so here's the problem. So now you owe, so now you're going to be charged penalties and interest on the tax bill because you don't have the $20,000 to pay the full tax bill. Do you, do you see what happens with taxes? And you, that, so, so you're, be, you're being taxed on the Social Security and you're being taxed on the pension. So... You know, and I'm just giving you these facts. We're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, 
We're talking about the four stages of retirement. And we're still in early retirement. We have not gone further yet. We're still in 60 to 70. Remember, we're planning that you're going to live till 100. And we're just still in the first quarter of your retirement. When I say the first quarter, it's the first 10%, uh, um, the first 10 years of your 40-year retirement. Because we're planning that you're going to live for 40 years. But in the first 10 years, you're having this challenge in the first 10 years. Do you see how the next 30 years can be gloomy? This is why I am encouraging you to plan. So let's go back to that example now with the Florida retirement system. And I'm not beating up the Florida retirement system. Please, no. The Florida retirement system is great. I am just sharing you what you're not prepared for. So you chose, you had a million dollar. Let's go back. You had a million dollar in the bucket. You chose to take the pension that you're going to get 60000 per year, right? So you're calculating if you live for 40 years, you're going to get $2.4 But guess what happened? You die in year six. You die at 66. So what have you gotten so far? You have gotten 60,000 times 6, which is 360,000, right? You were calculating to get 2.4 million. You were calculating to get 2.4 million because you're saying if you live till 100, you're going to get 2.4 million. But you die in year 6. You have gotten 360,000. What happens to the rest of money? You see, you're told that your beneficiaries will continue to get the money. But guess what a lot of people don't ask? My beneficiary is going to get the money, but for how long? For how long? So... In your mind, you are assuming that your beneficiary is going to get the money for the 40 years or your beneficiary is going to get the money till the million dollars been exhausted. Nope. Sorry to break it down to you. Your beneficiaries only continue to get that money for a limited period of time. That is if you have a beneficiary. Do you see? Do you see what is happening here? Because you had a choice. You get a choice. Everybody who's gonna retire, they get a choice. Am I gonna take the pension or am I gonna take the lump sum? Because you had an opportunity that you could have taken the million dollars, but because call it whatever it is. You, you calculate and you say, wow, if I can get 2.4 million, why should I take 1 million? And this takes, this doesn't, this is not for everybody. Each person's circumstance is different, but I just want to share the general part of it in that sense where you're saying, well, why take a million dollars if I may get 2.4 million? 
there are other factors you have to consider. But one of the fear is why, you know, like people who may not have taken the million dollars when it have the option, there's another fear. There's a fear and the FRS people will remind you that, A, you have to sign a waiver. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver. You have to sign that if you get this, if you take this million dollars, right? If you take this million dollars and you lose this million dollars, you think the state is not protecting themselves? They're letting you sign that you have taken responsibility. You can't go back to the state and says, well, Oh, I spend my million dollars. I lost my million dollars. What can you do for me? No. You're going to then end up at the Medicaid office. You're going to end up at the Medicaid office. You remember who I said to you that goes to the Medicaid office? For you to be eligible to go to the Medicaid office, you have to be considered that you are in the poverty 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 box so here's someone who had a million dollars right and in a short period of time they go from a million dollars where they are applying in the poverty line you guys think i'm kidding you, you, you th these are facts i'm telling you these are facts i'm telling you because you're saying, oh, Mrs. Jones, oh, she had a million dollars. She worked in the school district for 35 years. But, but because Mrs. Jones may have gotten bad advice in 10 years, 10 years, Mrs. Jones retired in 10 years, right? 10 years. And the million dollar is gone. So Mrs. Jones now has to go to the Medicaid office. Yep. Yep, that's the sad part of it, guys. And those are, and that's, and that's just the early retirement, so sixty to seventy. Oh my gosh! I tell you, the fastest hour of the week is Fridays at four. I cannot believe three quarter of the hour is already gone, and I am still only in the first quarter of your retirement. So let's go to seventy to eighty, right? Seventy to eighty is what's called middle retirement right so these now we call these now go slow go slow years because that speed you add during 60 to 70 guess what when you get to 70 remember i'm talking general okay so please don't throw any rocks at me i know some people defy this and they're still going they're still go go but generally, people get to 70, they start slowing down. They start slowing down. So 70 to 80, 70 to 80 is called the go slow years, right? And if you are fortunate, then the go slow years, then you're only going slow. But guess what? There is something there waiting around the corner as you grow in age. You're starting slowing down. Your bones start getting weaker. 
your eyesight start getting dimmer. Your cycle, your body cycles not moving as fast as they used to. And sometimes you going so slow that you are not able to do two of the activities of daily living. You know what that's called? You're now in a long-term care situation. Here's the shocking part. A lot of times people are going to retire from the Florida retirement system and they know that they're going to get Medicare at 65. We spoke about that, right? And they may take their Social Security at 70. Or you can take your Social Security. So here's what happened now. So you have the positives, you have the pension, you have the Social Security, you have the Medicare. You know what's missing in all of that? Long-term care. A lot of people believe that the long-term care is included in the Medicare. Nope. Nope. Long-term care is not included in your retirement plan. It's not included in your social security plan. And it's not included in your Medicare plan. For you to have long-term care, you would have to structure that personally. I cannot tell you the saddest, one of the saddest part in my job in educating, in educating, is when I hear someone get to that age or that period of time and they tell me they have no long-term care. That's a sad part in life. I am telling you right now. Because if you did not plan for long-term care, guess what happens now? Guess what happens? There are a couple of solutions, but they are not preferable solutions. So if you, if, you, if you reach a long-term care situation and you did not personally plan for it, guess what happens? Two people can help you. Two sets of people can help you. Family. But here's the challenge. The family has to have their plans also. So you ask yourself, if the family, if your family did not plan for it either, if your family did not plan for long-term care for themselves, how do you think they can help you with yours? That's a challenge. So then I said two, two sets of people. So the family can't help you. So what you left with now? The government. Medicaid. So here's the sad part with this now. So now, for you to be eligible for Medicaid now, for you to be eligible for Medicaid, here's what's happening now. There's something called a Medicaid spend down. Let me tell you. Wow. If you can avoid Medicaid spend down, Medicaid spend down is not pretty. I hear financial planners planning with people to help them 
with Medicaid spend down. Let me tell you, for those of you who don't know, you, 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 you don't want to be in a Medicaid spend down situation if you could have had a choice. What Medicaid spend down now? This government now, the government now, the state of Florida is now going to tell you that you cannot have more than $2,400 in your bank account. But you were getting five for your pension. So if, if, if for you to get Medicaid, you know what has to happen with the spend down? That means now the state, the same state that paying you the pension is going to take your pension if you need Medicaid assistance. Do you see the oxymoron here? The state is giving you 5000 for your pension. But because you are now in a long-term care situation, you cannot have more than $2,400 in your you guys, You think I'm kidding? Go Google it right now. Go Google it right now. Google it. I'll tell you exactly what to Google. How much am I allowed to have in my bank account if I am on Medicaid for long-term care? Google it. Google it. You're going to get $2,2400 somewhere there. I know you're not going to get $3,000. you are not going to see $3,000. So I'm not trying to fear you. Yes, I am. I'm just trying to make you aware. Okay? To make you aware. So don't listen to the people who are telling you that, oh, we're going to help you with Medicaid spend down. Medicaid spend down. Any financial planner. Yes, I'm calling them all out. Any financial planner that tells you, I am going to help you with Medicaid spend down. It's not a good plan. That's not a good financial planner. I know some of them going to throw rocks at me, but I am here to educate you. Don't let anybody tell you, let me share with you. Oh, you're going to move this and you're going to move your house from your name. And you're going to put it in another name and you're going to do this so you can spend down there are better plans than that. Don't let anybody tell you that they are going to take you to the poverty level so that you can get benefits from the government. If your situation is that, that is so. It's not, uh, you, you know, you have people where they don't have a choice. But don't let people tell you that's going to be the plan that they're going to have for you. You guys are not calling. I don't know if I'm scaring you or shocking you too much. We're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. All right. So that was the middle retirement, okay? Go slow years. All right. I hate to paint the picture more gloomy than I have already done. But late retirement now. Starts at 80. You know what we call in the financial world? world? No-go years. Remember them? So 50 to 60 is work and save years. 60 to 70 
is go-go years. 70 to 80, go-slow years. 80 plus is no-go, no-go years. Do you remember the statistic that I shared with you? I've shared it with you more than once. And I'm going to remind you again. There's a study done by FINRA. FINRA is the Financial Regulatory Authorization Board. They, they manage or oversee financial planners and in, in, in the country. FINRA did a study. We're now in 2020, right? FINRA did a study that by 2050, 2050, we're going to have 4 million centenarians. Do you remember who are centenarians? Yeah, it's people over 100 years old. So here I just tell you, late retirement is 80 plus, right? No go. No go. And I'm telling you that FINRA did a study that by 2050, we're going to have 4 million people who are 100 years old. And I just told you that 80 plus is no go years. And here it is now by 2050, if the Lord tarries, then we have 4 million people, right? 4 million people who are 100 years old or more. All right. You want to know the sad part of that statistic? 99% of those people will have run out of money. 99%. Have you done the math? That means only 40,000 out of the 4 million will have sufficient money. The other 3,960,000 ran out of money. This year, this year, 2020, the year of the of pandemic, right? This year, you can use this year as different things. People can look at this year as different things in the sense that this year can teach and are currently teaching and will continue to teach us to be aware. Because I don't know if the statistic is right. I don't know if it's statistic is right. They say 40 million people have filed unemployment. I don't know if that is right. I don't know. The government puts out numbers. I don't know. So I'm not going to tell you that I am sure of that number. I am not going to tell you that because I don't know but let's say that number is the truth 40 million people file for unemployment right how long you think it's gonna take for those people to find employment you have a guess you have a guess i don't have a guess i can tell you statistic I don't know if you want to hear the statistic. I can tell you the statistic. I, I, I don't know. But I want to tell you the jobs report just came out. 
in September, we had 661,000 new jobs in September. In August, we had 2,000 new jobs. In July, we had 2,500 new, 2,500 new jobs. Not 2,500, my, 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 my mistake, my mistake, I'm sorry. 2 million, 2 million 500, 2 million. I know there's something wrong with that number. In, in, so we had 661,000 new jobs in, in, in September. 661,000. In August, we had 2 million new jobs. And in July, we had 2.5 million new jobs. So let's do that math. Two and a half million, two million, then that's four and a half million and six hundred and sixty-one thousand. So in three months, we had five point one million new jobs. But we had lost forty million. So <laughs> wow. I'm telling you folks, the time is up on us the time is up on us i am getting my two minute warning but i just bring these things to you to educate you i just want to bring awareness because remember as a member of sofa sofa's mission right the society for financial awareness sofa's mission is to help eradicate financial illiteracy in america one community at a time I already told you, I am the West Palm Beach president of that chapter, the West Palm Beach chapter. There are 265 chapters in the U.S. of SOFA. SOFA was formed in 1993. So what our goal is to bring awareness. We want to help, fi help eradicate financial illiteracy. And that's why, that's why we do this. That's why we do this, because we're doing it across America, one community at a time. And here I am on the WCNO community. This is a community. So this is the community where we're helping, working to, to, to eradicate financial illiteracy. So I don't want you say you were not made aware. So that's why we bring it to you. So I just thank you. I just thank you to continue joining us. Remember, October 31st, save the date. That's the Medicare workshop. October 31st, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We'll go for an hour. So just remember, on the website, financialeducational.com. Financialeducational.com. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, member of SOFA, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your son, you know, so thank you. Thank you for joining us. So tune back in next week, Friday at 4 p.m. at the same time. You take care. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Why you ever chose me? There's always been a mystery. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SOFAUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go.